0: Another major mistake that roofing companies make is they will front load technical training um, instead of formal sales training. Everybody's trained the exact same way with the exact same recipe. You have to look at it like running a restaurant. You can't just have Tim come in and this is how he he makes his pulled pork sandwiches. And then you got Martha coming in the next day and she's like, well, this is how I make mine. Your restaurant would fail. It
1: has to be the same thing over and over and over. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Becca Switzer of Roof Sales Mastery. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Tim. I just got done snowboarding. So if my hair is a little flat, I'm going to keep fluffing it.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. It's all good. We're talking about roofing sales training systems. And we're going to talk about you know the options out there, the mistakes that you can make, what the ideal is so that you can start fixing this for this next year. We're at the beginning of 2024 or at the end of 2023, depending on when this comes out. But There is so much to be learned here. Becca, could you just give us a brief version of your background and then we'll get into the content?
0: Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm the author of Diamonds in the Sky and uh, the creator of Roof Sales Mastery Sales Training Programs but I actually came from my direct sales, uh, career began when I was 19 years old. I actually dropped out of college after my sophomore year. That was unintentional. I just happened to come home for the summer and I took a sales job selling Cutco cutlery, like the knives, the Pete, the scissors that cut the penny. And and I made like 25 or 30 grand as a 19 year old kid over the summer. And I'm like, I'm not going back to school. I'm good at sales. I'm going to keep doing this. So, uh, throughout that process, like two years later, I got recruited by a uh, who at the time was the vice president of Aspen Contracting. He was breaking off to start his own company. So sold me on it. He's like showing me all these $20,000 commission checks. He's like, dude, if you're crushing it like this at Cutco, like let's give you a $10,000 average job size instead of, or order instead of 500 bucks. So I like sell all my shit. <laughs> me and my ex-husband move across the country to Connecticut. Um, and then our first real storm that we worked was Pennsylvania because we ended up just cleaning stuff up in, in Connecticut. But I get there. And I'm like, okay, so how do I do this? And they're like, cool, you're here. Ride around with Chris Sarles for a couple of days. uh, Listen to him. <laughs> and like, here's a stack of contracts. You'll figure it out. It's a numbers game. Just try to knock 100 doors a day. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what do I say? I don't know anything about roofs. I'm 21 years old. I don't know anything about roofing. I don't know anything about insurance. I have literally no clue. I've never knocked a door. Like I had done a lot of cold calling. I had never canvassed. Um... And I was just totally thrown to the wolves. So we're gonna shorten this story dramatically, but coming from a Cutco background where their sales training is so dialed, like it is really formal. Um, Anybody can do it to being tossed into the pool with no floaties, not a pool, like a hurricane typhoon type situation and you don't have a backup plan was a, a major slap in the face. So I was like, wow, I really need to figure this stuff out. Long story short, even then in four months with zero training, I ended up making like $105,000 as a 21 year old kid. And I'm like, I have figured some stuff out. Um, so I ended up again, we're going to shorten this story, but I ended up writing my book and then creating my online training programs. And I've been doing that now. I've been teaching roof sales since 2014.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So for roofing sales training systems, by the way, we are kind of assuming that people understand and respect Becca if you're watching this, and you should if you don't. So check her stuff out. I have learned a ton from her. We had her at our office, and just all the stuff that she shares when she's training sales reps, I really resonate, and I feel like it's really good for the industry. So I'm um, happy to have you on again. Um What what are our options for roofing sales training systems? So the types of training systems that are out there in common, not to say that we are endorsing any of these, but what are the major categories of roofing sales training systems?
0: So now there are people out there that train that you can have come in and do like a, an in-house training, um, where maybe they come for like a weekend or a day or two days or something like that and actually do like a hands-on live training, and then we've got, um, do you want me to break down the details of each or do that after? Do you want-
1: yeah, let's let's just do a basic overview and then break them down a little bit.
0: Okay. So you've got that, right? You bring somebody in like Rodney Webb or Adam Benzman or Chuck or me or whatever. You come in and for a couple of days, you do hands-on training with your current team and and so on and so forth. Then you've got like online training, you know, people have videos and stuff like that, that you can have your reps go and binge and stuff like that and watch, listen to the experts teach. And then you have bringing an in-house system, like a recipe, right? That that is your boot camp that you run when you bring people on. And it's the standard operating procedure for training people once they're brought on. And then of course you want to provide ongoing training after that.
1: Mm. Okay. And then... In that case, I know we're going to go into this in more detail um, because it's it's from what you're you're suggesting is the ideal. But in that case, are we talking about the owner teaches it, or how to if you have an in-house procedure standard standard operating procedure? What is your um, the most common way of implementing that?
0: So typically, that's going to be like the sales manager, but that also might be the owner. Um, anybody who's a manager in a leadership position can do it. But here's the cool thing about it. When you actually bring a system in-house, it's like bringing in a recipe, okay? So if you've never baked a cake in your entire life, all right? And you're like, I've never, I don't touch the kitchen. I eat, and that's as far as it goes. But I handed you a box of cake mix with the directions on the back, and I said, it, it the question is no longer, can you bake? It's can you read? Because if you can read, you're just taking the recipe, and it really doesn't matter who's doing it. like, even if if your sales manager is the person who normally teaches that day and they get sick, right? And your administrator who normally just does bookkeeping and answers emails and deals with mail and messages and all that stuff is in the office, you could literally call her and say, I am sick as a dog. I can't come in today, but I've got seven people in training. I need you to go into my office and take my book. We're on day two of training, flip to day two, literally just teach that to the class. And she could do it. Like that's what's cool about it. It's not like, oh man, Tom had the recipe in his head and Tom has bird flu today. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's an empowering um, system to have. And it's what you always train everybody on. And the other benefit of that is you're going to have a consistent training. Everybody's trained the exact same way with the exact same recipe. You have to look at it like running a restaurant. You can't just have Tim come in and this is how he he makes his pulled pork sandwiches. And then you got Martha coming in the next day and she's like, well, this is how I make mine. Your restaurant would fail. It has to be the same thing over and over and over. So that's why I'm a huge proponent of the in-house turnkey system, AKA like a recipe.
1: Okay. Let's talk about any other roofing sales training system mistakes. What are just some common mistakes? I'll kick it off with Not having any whatsoever. Right. And that's very common. Sometimes a little bit more on storms, the storm side of the industry, because maybe it is a little easier after a storm to close a deal. So there's a there's a lot of like we've seen storm businesses sometimes not have these in place. Like so besides not having any training at all, what are some other kinds of mistakes?
0: So I'll back you up on that one. That is the number one mistake. And I'm going to add something to that. It's usually not. It's the reason that most companies don't have formal training is because this industry is the wild, wild west. All right. We, most people who got into this business got into it the same way that I did, which was like some dude figured out how to do this and make a lot of money. And then was like, if I could get five guys under me doing this, I would make five times as much money. So then they hire people and they're like uh okay listen to me or follow me around for a couple days or like just take a it's a numbers game you just gotta knock a bunch of doors so that's where the problem comes in the unfortunate part about that is i always say this to people and it's not a trick question do you think insurance restoration roofing sales is that hard and everyone always says no and i say you're goddamn right it's no because this is like the easiest type of sale that there is. We are practically giving roofs away to people who need them, right? Who already need them. So it sucks because business owners who are trying to build a business that don't have an actual training system, bring people on and the opportunity is right there. But without the recipe, the same way that if I ask you to just make a cake from scratch out of the, your head in my kitchen right now, you're probably going to come up with an absolute science experiment yeah. gone wrong. It's not because baking a cake is hard. It's because it feels like rocket science if you don't have a recipe.
1: And, that's and it's, the- kind of, it's kind of crazy with saying that it's so easy here, but then noting how many people fail out, you know, how many reps go away quick. Yes. And that's a little, it's a little sad because some of them could be useful today if there was just a little bit of training.
0: hundred percent. Again, it's not hard. It's But it's it's rocket science if you don't have the recipe. Mm. Think about, again, I know I'm like really going hard on the baking analogy, but it's the easiest one to make. How frustrated would you get if I hired you to my bakery? I know how to make the cake, but I don't have time to teach you. This is how you're going to make your living. It's commission cake sales at my bakery, Okay. And you come in and I'm like, okay, there's, you know, it goes in a cake, right? And you're like, uh, yeah, like eggs and flour and like cocoa and sugar. I'm like, cool. Sounds like you pretty much have it. I'm going to take off because I got a bunch of other shit I got to do. Like, go ahead and get in the kitchen and make a cake. You would get so frustrated. You'd be like, I don't know how, is it at half a teaspoon or half a tablespoon? Is it baking soda or baking powder? How much flour? What temperature? How long? How many eggs? What if I'm at altitude, right? So by the time you start like, you're burning through ingredients, you're messing up cakes, you're getting shitty results, right? You're gonna get frustrated and be like, I'm just not a baker, and you're gonna quit and go somewhere else. But had you walked into my bakery and I said, Welcome to the company, let's get rich on selling cakes. Here's my award-winning recipe. Just copy it. You would get in the kitchen. You might make a mistake every now and again, but you'd be able to do it. That's what we want to see with the roof sales system, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what are some other what are some other mistakes that you've seen yeah. a lot of?
0: Okay, so another major mistake that roofing companies make is they will front load technical training. Um, instead of formal sales training, so people come on and it's a substitute, right? They don't know how to teach a formal sales training system. So instead they hire people on and then they go, okay, they they teach them about shingles. You know, they maybe have ABC come in and give a talk or Owens Corning come in like a rep and give Mm -hmm. a talk. And they teach them about how the roofing system goes together and proper ventilation. They show them how to use company cam and take the right pictures and how to use job Nimbus or sumo quote or whatever and measure and all that stuff. The problem with that is you're investing a bunch of time before we even know, can this person sell? Mm. <laughs> Knowing about shingles is not what sells shingles, especially in storm restoration. We're not really selling yeah. roofs. We yeah. That's the end product. But what we're actually selling is our expertise in being in their corner through the insurance process. We're like the one that's the authority and the expert in that whole mm-hmm. process, right? So w- if they can't knock a door, get on a roof get a contract signed. They don't have anything to measure. They don't have materials to order. Mm -hmm. So it has to be formal sales training. First and foremost, the other stuff, it's so funny. I always tell people this. I'm like, I don't know that much about roofing. People always laugh. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I don't know that much about technical roofing. I'm a good salesperson, Mm -hmm. And that's the same type of thing with, uh, with your roofing reps. Um, another mistake again, just having the recipe in your head. Okay we all know a grandma or an aunt or something that has like the best family recipes in her head and she's the best at making it. But we get in the kitchen with her and we're like, grandma, can you show me how to make your award winning pie? And she's like, yes. And then she just starts whizzing around the kitchen, like dumping, you know, dumping ingredients in and you watch and then she gets done and it's this beautiful pie. And she says, your turn. And you're like,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah. And that's, and that's sad too, because, my grandma died and no one really got the, the knows how to make the fruit salad. Yeah. And I'm actually a little sad about that. Cause that was like my favorite fruit salad of all time. And now it's just gone. So it's not
0: immortalized, right? It's yeah. not a formal, written down recipe. I always use these recipe analogies and baking analogies. Cause I think it really paints the picture of mm-hmm. what this needs to look like. Um, but yeah, that's a huge issue. Cause it's like, People just think, oh, well, I know how to do it. So they just need to be a sponge and follow me around. That's people can pick up little tidbits, but they're not learning a formal system from that. And it's overwhelming. And it's like drinking from a fire hose. And it's not it's just not a formal recipe. Um, Another thing is going to be they'll pluck their number one sales rep out of the field and be like "You're sales manager now. Train everybody. Mm And the idea is, okay, you're the number one producer. You're obviously the best at this in the company. So if you train everybody who's below you, we'll just have like 10 of you running around and we'll mm-hmm. be a $20 million company. It never works like that. And there's a number of issues with this. First of all, you just pulled your number one producer out of the field. Their best asset was selling. Like th- they mm-hmm. they were salespeople to you. They're a producer. So that was number one mistake. Number two, The best salespeople, ironically, are often the worst trainers. And the reason for that is because when you're a really, really good salesperson, you're not doing the ABC one, two, threes anymore. You've got your own flavor, your own recipe, your own style, and it's like way up here and it works for you. Okay. So when you're trying to teach brand new kids, (laughs) I say kids just because they're like infants in class, right? You're trying to teach these brand new people what you're already doing. That's like saying, hey, new basketball team that we just drafted, and they're fourth graders. And you're like, watch LeBron James win the championship game with a half-court shot with a quarter-second on the clock. That's how you do it. And they've never dribbled a basketball before. They're like standing on the sidelines picking their wedgies like – we have to start with preschool and then kindergarten and then we build on that. So we don't want to take somebody with a college doctorate first and have them come in and be like, here's how you do it. You have to start with the absolute basics. So that's really, that is
1: the weird part, you know, sometimes, and I actually see a lot of, it's hard to get information with somebody that's from somebody that's too far. That's so much further than you, which is really tough. Yeah. Um,
0: We don't have Elon Musk come in and teach kindergarten science or first grade science. We start with the basics, right? And then once you get to that level, now you can add that expert information, but it can't be, it usually just doesn't work out the way that people think it's going to. I'll leave it at that.
1: I love it. And, you know, we talked a little bit about what's not ideal or, or just different options like videos and stuff like that. But it sounds like you actually want it to be multimedia. So let's talk about that. Like, how do you make the sales training more multimedia and just bring all the different ways in how, yep. how is what's ideal? Join the future of roofing at offers.roofle.com. Stand out, save time, earn more.
0: So first I want to explain why, individual pieces of this are not ideal so that people have a better understanding. So mm-hmm. earlier we were talking about like what are the options when you provide sales training to your roof, roof sales reps, right? One of those is like having a live training where you bring in an expert and you have them do like a little seminar for a weekend or whatever. And those are awesome. The problem with that as a basic sales training, it can't be how you train your reps. It can be like a supplement that you build on top of the foundational like boot camp sales training that they've done. But Usually it's not the most economical. I mean, we're charging 20 or 30 grand to have for somebody like me or Chuck or whoever, Rodney Webb, to come in and do a weekend. Like, it's really expensive with your current team. They're drinking from a fire hose for a couple of days, and then we leave. We're gone. And they're trying to remember little bits and pieces and things like that. But then six months later, half that team's not even there anymore. So it's just, it works as a supplement and we love doing it. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but when you're talking about basic bootcamp onboarding training, I don't really recommend that. Like I'll even turn people down when they ask me to do that. And I say, take the course first. Now, the other option is sticking people in front of a bunch of videos, hitting play and being like, watch these videos, knock yourselves out. You give them a login and a password to a course that you bought. Guess how many sales reps usually log in? How many? Like zero, okay? Zero to one. They will log in zero to one times. That's what we see. So we don't want to leave things up to their devices. There's a reason that the best NBA basketball players have a coach, and the coach runs training. They don't give LeBron James the keys to the gymnasium after the draft and say, you want to win the championship game in eight months, right? Go scrimmage, go work out. They don't do that. The coach runs training. They give them the nutrition plans, the scrimmages, the gameplay, right? They, they write out plays. They watch game tape. They've got nutrition plans and stretching plans and, and all of that stuff. So the coach is the person that has to do that. And that's why the sales manager running training is so key. I know it seems like a shortcut to just have them watch a bunch of videos, but that is just not enough. So what is the ideal onboarding sales training to get everybody on the same page as a functioning Like, organism is going to be multimedia, hands-on, classroom-style training. It's interactive, very heavy on role-playing. Everything is written down. There is a textbook that they're going to be following along in while you're delivering the curriculum. Okay, this is how my training is. It's like a six-day thing. There's basically three pieces. A trainer's guide, the training script. So that's literally word-for-word, like the trainer just teaches off of it. And then the guys follow along and gals follow along in their 150 page storm restoration sales Bible, which is like their textbook. So that's what they're going to have word for word that they can study, practice, memorize, and role play out of their door pitches. The most common objections they're going to get at the door, the word for word sales presentation and close, um, how to read and understand insurance paperwork, terms and definitions, RCV, ACV, depreciation, deductibles, do's and don'ts on adjuster meetings, what is and is not hail and wind damage um, basics of, you know, uh, roof siding gutter components, measuring things like that. And then of course, how to teach them. Here's another thing. People drop the ball on teaching them how to treat this like a regular job. We're plucking most people out of the nine to five corporate world, right? Cause that's the average American. And then all of a sudden we're like, here's a great neighborhood. The world's your oyster. Go get them tiger. You, you want to make money? And they're like, what do I do? So we actually give them an hourly daily schedule to follow. That's like from this time to this time, be in the office, doing your estimates and answering emails and follow up and all that jazz from this time to this time, leave it open for adjuster meetings and field work. And then from this time to this time, that's your lead gen and inspection window. Um, So yeah, and it's, it's several days, right? Like mine is six days. I know there's some other ones out there, but that's what I've found to be the, as short as you can go without compromising on when you release them to the wild, they can actually make it. Like I have reps leave after the first three days of training and on their first weekend in the field ever with zero ride-along training, sign four or five contracts. Hmm. And that's a testament again to... It's a formal classroom style, hands-on, written down recipe that they learn and they just get bored into their head. And then when we release them, they're ready to rock and roll. It, it's amazing, actually. I'm always surprised at how
1: well people do with it. But how much do you kind of work? You were talking about the role playing thing. Yeah. How much, you know, how many times per day in those first six days are you recommending they role play? Like, is it like a six times? Is it like once or twice?
0: So I don't, I don't know how many times it is. I'd have to go back and count, but how I have it is like when they learn the sales presentation first, the trainer just goes through it all the way up until the close. They actually don't even go over the close. It's just the present uh, presenting part first. Then I have, so they like watch and they don't worry about studying or memorizing. They just listen to the manager do it up front with like a pretend customer. Then we have it in sections. So in my book, there's like page by page. There's like, um, what hail damage is and isn't. And they explain, they role play that section back and forth twice each. Then the next page is like, um, the good, the bad, and the good, ugly adjusters. Right. So then they role play that part twice each. And then it goes on to how insurance companies used to pay versus how they pay now. They role play that. So they go section by section twice each. And then on like day three, I want to say they role play the entire presentation together at least once. Um, And then door pitches, I mean, I have them do that over and over and over and over again, as much as we have time for. Um,
1: This is a subscription to knowledge, the most in-depth knowledge that you can find in our industry. We're spending the money to make sure that our production value is so high, that you'll actually absorb the information and feel like you're getting something premium at the Building Experts Institute.
0: When I say six days, like my, my training is like five hours for the first three days. And then the next three days are like two hours. So
1: it's not even really like six. Okay. Um, you know, this is, it's essentially an information product in a lot of ways as Mm -hmm. you are selling it. Have you just curious, have you seen people just rip off your whole system before? Just because I, I feel like that's the danger with like information systems a little bit like. Have you seen it like on the dark web or something like that? I don't know.
0: People will message me. People take my stuff and then pretend that they're a, a licensed agent of my company and they go and charge like a hundred grand to go and teach my system. And then managers reach out to me or companies will reach out to me and be like, do you know such and such person? They'll like send me screenshots. I'm like, no, just so everybody knows I am the only person with Rusell's mastery. If anybody ever solicits you and says that they've got my training and they try to make money off you and charge you. That's a scam. Don't do it. Talk to me.
1: (laughs) What would you charge to license somebody to facilitate this? Like maybe that's a business model. Hey,
0: honestly, it probably is. I'm not really sure. I would have to look into that before I just throw a number out there. Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't give you an answer right now, but I have considered it. I'm like, I might as well make money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the cool thing about mine is anybody can do it. You don't have to have like special skills or anything. You just f- read it. <laughs> it's already written down, you know, so you don't have to be Paula Dean to work at my bakery. You just have to be able to read.
1: Mm. Um. So can you give a little bit more about like what onboarding somebody looks like for, roof sales mastery like what is if somebody wanted to work with you what does that process really look like um how do they reach out and yeah. what are the first couple steps
0: So you're talking about a business owner who wants to reach out to me to like utilize my program. So, um, normally I, I don't know if you can share after this a link to my calendar, they can just book a call with me or they can. And it's like a free consultation. I do a zoom. We talk about their company, what they're looking for. And I'll honestly tell them like, let's say that they come to me and and they say like, Hey, we want to hire 15 sales reps in the next 30 days. And we live in a town in Oklahoma with 2000 people. I'll be super honest with them and say, I'm not going to be able to guarantee the same results you see me advertise on Facebook because my guarantee is I'll help you hire, train and launch three to five sales reps every 60 days. A lot of people do that every like three weeks with my program, but I always under promise and over deliver. Um, so anyways, we talk about what they're looking for. Um, they explain exactly where they're at so that I, I can give them good advice and make sure it's going to be a good fit for them. And then, um, w- which they can email me by the way, at Becca, B-E-C-C-A at roof sales mastery.com. And we can always book a call that way, but we get on a zoom, we chat, I explain the program. I give them the pricing options. They buy it there. And then after we get off the call, they're literally able to log in and access the systems, whether that's the Supplement and Xactimate training or the recruiting system or the sales training or whatever. And that's it. Um, I work with people for eight weeks after that in a group setting, like a group coach coaching situation. Um, once a week we get together. You can ask me whatever questions you have and we'll walk you through like what are your results so far? Have you posted your ads? What was your first interview like? What was your first um training class? How did it go? Yada 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 and then off to the races. It's just time to scale, baby.
1: All right, I love it. Um you know, we got 5 minutes left. It's generally about a half an hour podcast. Um mm-hmm. what uh what's new in the roofing industry? It's it's let's say it's uh, end of December probably when this is going out. We probably um I know my favorite topic, but I know it's not everyone's favorite topic. I, I, cause I'm sponsoring this Dimitri Lee hate fight. Are yeah. you, are you upset by it? What, yeah. Like, are you, what are you, are you interested in it? What's your thoughts on this?
0: So I don't know if I have a really fully formed opinion about it. So Rebecca,
1: <laughs> like... What I'm saying is, do you want to go?
0: Do I wanna go? So in the beginning I was like, I'm not gonna go to that. But now that it like is actually maybe happening, I'm like, that'd be kind of funny to Becca, watch.
1: I got a I got a seat for you. At our <laughs> we got a VIP table. Come <laughs> come to the fight.
0: Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Are you gonna pick me up in the PJ, dude? No.
1: So that I'm was a that was a good idea, but we it doesn't appear that we're gonna actually be by the way, for anyone listening to this, a PJ is a private jet. We yeah, did not, I did not know that one month ago, <laughs> Um but I Raymond Little, I don't know if you know the guys from Parameter, they, they were like, hey, yeah, we'll pick you up with our, like, Lambo and our fucking um, G-Wagon. I So I am kind of still hopeful that they're going to do that. We're going to be, you know, like, we're going to kind of do it a little bit baller style for fun, which, You're frankly, saying. you know, we're not... Everyone wants marketing agencies to be losing for some reason. So sorry if it's okay that we're winning a little bit, you know what I mean? Like we're doing like
0: well you to win Tim. I yeah. want you guys to win. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Listen, if you're formally inviting me to sit at your table, then yes. I will. Okay. Okay. Yes. Is it January 20th.
1: Yes. January 20th in Atlanta. And the people at our table right now, it's um, Dan Walrek eighteen point five million dollars sales guy, um, and the owner of that company, Built Strong, and then Jake Bryden of Heritage Construction down in Texas, that's a thirty million dollar company, and then uh, my executive team, so it's Cody, Bia, uh, myself, and Sydney. So that would be the the squad.
0: I love Sydney and Bia. They yeah, are right. just fun and good vibes and um, funny. Okay, fine. I'll go. So, are okay. you guys flying in on the
1: nineteenth and then flying out on the
0: twenty-first? Is that, or or I what think time we might we
1: be there? flying in the the morning of the twentieth? Okay, and then probably. and then leaving the twenty-first. So that's a Saturday. So I think we might be flying in that morning of the fight and then going to the fight and then flying out the next day.
0: Okay, I'll probably just do the same thing. Can we get sushi
1: <laughs> oh i'm totally dead. that sounds super fun i don't know exact. like i'll take that as a vote for what we do that night for food and then um yeah i feel like it's gonna be like there's gonna be a lot of people there from the roofing industry we're we're official sponsors so that like our our um logo and stuff will be on the on the mat and then like we get to go take pictures in the ring and stuff like that
0: yeah um do you think it'll actually happen
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Yeah, I think it will. I I honestly hope to God they shake hands afterwards. I really don't. My thing is I don't like to see, like I'd prefer that this squashes the beef. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to see like a prolonged negative drama. Like I understand why and what's happening and all that. And I I ultimately would like the fight to resolve it though, which is probably a, a pipe dream. But like the point is, is like, you know i don't know to me i'd prefer that this is like a handshake at the end i i do hope no one hurts the other person that's you know i don't know what why i'm going to fight
0: dude that's
1: yeah i'm saying like permanently
0: <laughs> yeah well i watch a lot of ufc and yeah. um usually people are all right is this bare knuckle or is it a boxing match
1: boxing She's match or things. <laughs>
0: Um, I love to watch MMA. So this is really like right up my alley. I just like when, when the whole, I try to really not get in the drama. It's funny. I stay in like my own little lane. Yeah. I don't even know half the time, like what's going on. I just like healthier
1: brain, healthier brain. Like I will participate occasionally, which is, you know, that's on me for doing that. I shouldn't do that. But like for the most part, like, ninety nine ninety five percent of my day i like try to avoid anything i don't watch the news i don't watch i don't like sit on negative social media i i usually remove that you know so i don't know this is a this is i would hope an anomaly i'm not 100 percent pure though i am certainly partaking a little bit but this is roofing just doesn't have that much stuff that's well we have a lot of stuff but we, this is the most dramatic kind of interesting current event in roofing right now.
0: And you know what? Because I didn't go to roofing process conference this year, um, I should go. I yeah. should go. Um, I'm the same way, though. Yeah, the drama stuff. I'm just like, I don't know. And I never know. The the thing about anything dramatic is you don't actually know the truth about any of it. Like everything is just like the news We we get to see one side or we get to see a propagandized side and who knows. So I'm just like, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I know Dimitri way better. Yeah. So that's all I'll say.
1: And I think I think other like roofing current events or um, things going on that you're interested in excited about any, any events that you're stoked about
0: Yes, I will be at IRE with Contractor oh. Supplement Solutions um awesome. in February, which is in awesome. Vegas. Yeah. Which shout out to CSS. They're they're awesome. They're just an awesome team. Yeah. It's Mike Weckerly and Jordan Edwards. And um they're for anybody that doesn't know who those guys are, they're an outsourcing company for supplementing and they're freaking awesome. They have like a 20 day turnaround and like a four or five thousand dollar average residential um supplement, and the roofer has to do nothing all you have to have is a crm (laughs) that's it and they do all the follow-up and all that stuff so i'm actually not even going as roof sales master i'm going to support them so yeah which by the Uh, way can i make a plug for them just because i it's a huge value add for any roofer that's listening go for it if you don't mind okay if you are a roofing contractor who does insurance restoration and you don't have the time the knowledge or the staff to supplement your claims and you'd like to outsource it. If you go to my website at roofsalesmaster.com and click on outsource your supplements, they'll actually do one for you for free to like show you what's up, introduce you to the process. Um, and then like obviously you could choose to work with them. But I just know so many people are like, we don't want to have to learn Xactimate or we don't have the staff or we don't have the time or whatever. So I just want to throw that out there because I am very, very picky about companies that I work with and I love that company. So that's all, that's all I'll say.
1: (laughs) Word. What, what else is going on? Like, by the way, I'll be at IRA, I IRE as well. And I'm very excited about, we're not doing a, a, um, booth this time. We're just going to be running around with a camera. Like I think IRE is cool partly because it's, there's usually new products (laughs) like last year. Like I just like learning about new tools, new types of, Roofing materials, like that type of stuff. And then the the suppliers and the shingle manufacturers go really hard. Like they do crazy, weird, fun stuff that you're like, What the it hell? Works. Are they gonna yeah. guess
0: my weight? Do I get to win a goldfish if I throw a dart at a balloon?
1: <laughs> they had like this like crazy high end like cowboy hat thing. If you're a beacon user last like you just had to like download an app.
0: I got they one have, of those. I got one they, of those Western Roofing conference from Beacon and it's a sick hat. I got a lot of compliments on it. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're,
1: they're sweet. And I mean, then it, we went, we went to an event with George W uh <laughs> afterward like he
0: like the actual
1: for the <laughs> guy who does Wagon Wheel, Darius Rucker. So the <laughs> 10 minute and I like I didn't get to see it cuz Back in the day, I I'm like I tend to be libertarian not to go into this, but like Yeah. Um and Thanks. I went to a George W thing in Dallas, like just because my friend was super conservative or whatever and like I I came out and I got spit on. It was like in the middle, it was like 2008 or something. Like that. I got like literally spit on. And I was like, I don't know, if that's like an effective way to get people on your side. Anyways, but then I um <laughs> sorry to go into this, but like at this event, I was like, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't need to see George W. again. I, I was like, he's very charismatic though. Like you wouldn't think, like I, I hated George W. Growing up in high school. Cause I was really anti-war. I still am. But, yeah. um, but the funny thing was, is my, a contractor buddy of mine walks out like a like long time client, eight years or whatever. He walks out. He's like, man, he was on fire. He's <laughs> warmongering again. And we're all like, no, not again. So anyways, um, it was wild that, He was opening for Darius Rucker, and I'm pretty sure they.
0: W. Bush opening for Darius Rucker. I don't think that I've ever heard that. I can die happy now.
1: (laughs) And he, Andy, like was like they had like a signed guitar, like like they auctioned off a sign. It's a very roofing event thing to happen. Is all I'm saying.
0: Um, you know. George W. Bush's quotes are something that really just make me laugh and laugh and laugh. What's well, one of them? He's like, "Man and fi- man and fish can coexist." <laughs> I believe that man and fish can coexist. Or the, one of my favorite ones is, uh "Fool me once, shame on shame on you. Well, fool me can't be fooled again." <laughs> You're like, "Come again,
1: George?" Yeah, that's. See, Stop. we all laugh about it now. At the time, you know, when we were younger, like, I remember, like, every rock show you'd ever go to was like, fuck George W. And you're like, Jesus, man. Like, But, you know, time passes. Hopefully, hopefully like, all these, you know, you know, we're 20 years in the future. Hopefully, we don't have to have resentments against whatever presidents, you know, I... You know, he's like he's reinvented himself. Now he's painting stuff. He's he's painting pictures of himself in the bathtub and stuff like that, you know.
0: George W. Bush is painting pictures of himself in the bathtub. I know nothing that's going on in the world. This is what
1: I'm saying. I avoid – I'm sure I'm giving disinformation right now. I avoid the news, so don't listen to me for current events. I literally have no clue. People like me shouldn't even be allowed to vote. I swear to God. Okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's like when you ask me, like, what's going on in the roofing industry? I'm like, I don't know.
1: It's better for your brain. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, drama. I want to learn from you on that because so- you are You are very successful and you're avoiding drama, which is, you know, sometimes we feel like we got to be dramatic or something to get attention. And, and I, I think ultimately, like, the fact that you don't have to do, you're not doing that and you also you're very well respected. And and I think um, I hear great things about your your services all the time and I don't even say it to you. So just to bring that several, several times in the last like six months, people have said very positive things about you behind your back to me. So just so you oh, know. Yeah. Thank
0: you. That makes me happy. Thank you for saying that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll sign off with that, with the weird uh, George W. information. And then <laughs> I hope that you all have an amazing week. Thank you for watching. Hookagency.com, hookagency all over social. And Becca, what's your.com one more time here?
0: Roofsalesmastery.com.
1: Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.